Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. I'd like to remind you about our partners at Bet Online, and they continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events, with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V, 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Episode 79 of the podcast welcomes Brian Ashley, a former kicker and punter at Florida Tech and the current special teams coordinator for Clearwater Academy International. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, doing good. Um, a couple weeks into football season, feeling good and uh, ready to get the show going. Man, what a wild week. So week one of college football was was absolutely nuts. I caught, I caught several games, you know, because uh, there were so many on – and if there weren't several games won or lost on, missed extra points, missed field goals, like short gimme field goals, blocked punts for touchdowns um, at, at critical points in games. Um, so, you know, I think that and, and it wasn't just th- those mid-major teams. Like we're talking about some dynamic programs who have a chance. But uh, I think I think it's just so funny how people have to get woken up sometimes to realize that. You know, you, you just can't oversee that fourth down. You, you just can't. You can't sleep on it because if you do, you know, especially someone who's in a worse position in the game, like that's a way to come back. And people know that. That's how to break backs. That's how to get back at games. All the above. Fourth down is, is a crazy, crazy down. And it's just that's why I'm, I'm so, so obsessed with it, you know, and you're one of many people in the industry that I have not met before. In fact, I've never talked to you until just now. This is so yeah. weird. I'm meeting you for the very first time live. So that's pretty fantastic. Um, I want to just start, I guess, what I call the beginning of most people's careers is high school. And um, I know that you, uh, in looking at the research on you, you were a multi-sport dude. You played a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, I, you know, I think it's great to play two or three, but I mean, you played four or five and you did it. It seems to be pretty consistently until you, transition to the next level i want you to um explain your journey in other sports and and how it ultimately led you to you know kicking and punting in college yeah um so really uh just growing up in a sports family i always played sports so that was a a big part of my life and getting to high school you know you can't play all of them so kind of had to narrow it down to you know four or five sports what did i like let's see what i can do so i narrowed it down you know baseball basketball football swimming wrestling lacrosse you know the the major six i would say and um i think not necessarily one sport helped me more over the other but what did help me would be the 
always staying active and the conditioning through every sport, allowing my body to change and not get just so used to what it was doing in every season, you know, allowing myself um, to kind of be challenged in other sports, do different movements, different motions, lifts, um, use different athleticism. I don't in another sport. Um, and I, I honestly got into kicking in high school on accident because our varsity punter was just shanking balls. And our coach asked a rhetorical question. He's like, Hey, who can punt? And I shot my hand up. I'm like, I'll punt. And three spirals, 45 yards later, I'm punting footballs and I fell in love with it. And I'm just like, wow, you know, this is really unique. And um, I think that, you know, really for me playing basketball and playing baseball really helped me personally in kicking and punting just with what you have to do with your legs, the conditioning, the change of motions, the speed up, the slow down. Because I never played football before high school. So I didn't really have any really football sense or athleticism, but playing those other sports kind of allowed me to just fit right in and, and start playing because I started as a quarterback, believe it or not, you know, that dream was being a quarterback. And then I realized I can kick some footballs. It, it was, it was really great, you know, just having those other sports to lean on with that athleticism to go forward and kicking and punting in college. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny talking about like how you introduced to the sport. And a lot of people don't realize that kickers and punters uh, that play at the highest levels, they oftentimes didn't touch a football till, 15 years old or 16, you know, sometimes 18. Alinda Mar used to kick for the Dolphins and he didn't kick in high school, but he went to Syracuse and played soccer at Syracuse, whatever. Like it, one thing led to another, but my point is people ask me all the time, Oh, you got three kids. Are you going to get him into kicking? And I'm like, no, mm. in fact, I'm going to get him into everything else, but that what it is I do, because I feel that the best kids in the end, the ones that, that, that always seem to make it, are the ones that played a billion things because, and I think it's important. Like I, I, I hate when people used to tell me as an athlete or as a student, like a teacher would say something, I want to know why. So here's my opinion, why multi-sport athletes are successful. I think that we do a disservice to specialists oftentimes by teaching them like step meticulously this way. And then this way and left hand comes off and, and right palm, you know, yes, I'm meticulous too, but I also, I like to throw in sometimes the fact that, you know what, the snap could, I don't know, not get to you. You might have to go go to it. You know, you might have to, you might have to fake pump someone or, you know, and then, and then roll out and create space and do what, it, do a one step. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think, I don't think that that natural ability to recover in adverse situations, I don't think that comes unless you're well-versed in, in many things. And I think the more sports you can, you can get acclimated to and enjoy and, and play proficiently. Don't just go out there and swing a racket. Like, if you're going to play tennis, learn how to do it because there's, there's rules to things. Right. Definitely. So I could go off. Oh, yeah, I go off on a whole tangent on that, but when I see people like you that are tall and, and, and they have an athletic background, not just in, they're not just a punning guy. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a lot more appealing as a coach. I, I feel like you're easier to work with. Um, so leading into that, like, what are your thoughts? Uh, there's, there's kickers and punters. Now this new generation, um, some of these kids only do it and they only do it at 14 and they only do it at 15. And this is what they do. That's all they do. Um, what do you think about these people who focus on one? And do you think being a combo specialist increased your chances of playing college football? Um, so I think, you know, at a, such a young age, only doing kicking or punting 
like you like you mentioned before i I believe it's a disservice you know you want to be great at it you know that's good you want to be dedicated and put the work in which which what you should do but when you're putting that work in in the off season i think you should you know look at another sport to play something to keep you moving and get your not necessarily your mind fully off football but be doing something else um you can still take mental reps you can still kick here and there but just kind of get away from the field and do something to get yourself athletic because in season i mean kickers we lift and everything but you know we're really focused on hitting those kicks and getting those punts off and whatnot so in the off season that'll be a good time to go out and be athletic you know be more than a kicker and um play another sport i highly suggest playing another sport and then for me um I think, I mean, I went to college for football and baseball. So I think that being a combination specialist and a multi-sport athlete helped me um, just be more valuable. And um, I mean, I don't mind like kickers who people who are just kickers or people who are just punters. If you're going to do it, go all out at it. But just know there's someone else going all out at both of them. And that's who you have to compete with, the person who's very valuable, like, when I got into college, we had a kid who could kick, you know, pretty darn good. And we didn't have the best punter at all. And I ended up winning the punting spot, but I ended up winning the kicking spot because, well, I'm hitting punts and I'm also hitting from 50 in scrimmages, 52 in scrimmages. And the other kid is hitting from 52, but he can't punt. So they were like, well, we can travel one guy and take someone else. So I just, I just think there's more value in being more well-rounded and you're, you know, special teams, whether it's kicking, punting, kicking, punting, holding, even long snap, you never know. I mean, just be well-versed in your, in what's going on in your kicking and punting. There's a couple of things I want to touch on. You said, and I'll start with the, the people that are strictly a kicker, for example, a kid that is 15 and just f- fully committed to it. I think it's okay. I think it works sometimes, but I think the only way it works is if they are managing their time off the field well, because you can't kick every day, right? Nope. You can't, you especially can't. You can't kick off every day. If 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 anything, you could probably punt daily, but still manage it. You know, minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you need to do to supplement the training is find someone like a Redford Jones, a Devin Anktel, mm-hmm. um, Eddie Eddie Hernandez, in Orlando. There's guys that know um, the kicking, punting, long snapping, um, biomechanics. And they know how to supplement the training and say, well, hey, band work today. We're going to isolate this tomorrow. Um, I think the Olympic lifts are wonderful. It's what I was raised on. Mm -hmm. I was good at cleaning. I was really good at benching. I was okay at squatting. I didn't really like to go heavy squat. But with that being said, I wish I'd had these guys um, in my life at 15 to to 21, 22, because they've gotten way better with how to accommodate us in the weight room. And I think it's wonderful. I, I really like that movement, but I will stand firm on the fact that I think that guys like you, they did the training on the football field. They did the training in the weight room and they also found time to play their other sports because they saw the value in it. Um, so anyway, like, uh, I want to go to holding. I know it's random, <laughs> but I don't think it, I don't think even we on this show we might have talked about it once or twice. And this is almost episode eighty. Um, but I, I I think that holding is critical. And I always tell my boys that a kicker is only as good as uh, as the spot. You know, the ball lean. You know, all these things are so critical that people oversee because um, what they see on Saturday is if the snap gets to the holder, it's automatically going to be the kicker's fault if it's missed. And um, what we don't, what we don't realize is, you know, sometimes this spot is off six to seven inches, which is almost the length of your foot. 
Could you imagine if I set you up on a golf tee and I put the ball down and I had you line up your driver and you got in your stance and you're about to swing. And then in your backswing, I moved it over seven inches. How, how effective would you be? How effective would Tiger Woods have been? Uh, I, I think it's, it's unbelievable sometimes to, to think about um, the pressure that's put on these kids at miss uh, because I, I think it's ignorance, right? I just, I think people don't know better, but I, I want to find a way and it's going to take a lot of people like you and I to enlighten these people that, it's it's three people really it's 11 but three really must be almost flawless to, to make a field goal work you know because especially if your holder's not a, a true holder if it's 180 180 laces or you know and with a bad location it's going to be a horrible horrible hold i can almost assure at the high school level so that was a long-winded thing but i, I want to give an example of like why did you say that well i'll tell you why i think it's important for every kid i don't care what position but every specialist especially to learn to hold lawrence martinez he's from apopka he's near where you got near where you are mm -hmm. um he is at famu right now and he's a long snapper he's a like a hell of a long snapper he he's special he has a chance to play on sunday he's got a couple of years to go still but he used to hold on sundays to give himself a break during live stuff with me and he got good Dude, he got so good that, you know, you train kids. He's that holder everyone wants in the training yard to come over and hold for him because it's going to be yeah. a month <laughs> right? So long story, long story short, uh, he had an unforeseen injury. He couldn't go, but he could hold. So he held the spring. They loved it. They're like, you want to do it this fall? He's like, sure, why not? So he's starting. You know, he's playing. He's not home, you know, waiting next year and boo-hoo crying, He's traveling. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's got everything. He's got yeah. that drip on like, like, and what my point is, is like create value. And as mentioned earlier, you and I, you create value by being a versatile athlete, by being able to do a bunch of stuff really well. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way you do that is to be willing to fail. We always talk about in the show, you fail because the only way to success is failure because no one is wonderful at anything at first. Um, and I think it's very important to hear that message over and over, because even as a 40 year old, I still have to remind myself that, like, if you don't fail, you will not move forward. So it's OK. Right. Yeah. Um, I want I want your thoughts, though. Like, what, what are your thoughts on holding in particular? Because um, you, you're a high school guy. You, I've co I coach high school for 12 years. What are your thoughts about holding and um, how it could improve feasibly? Um. Well, yeah, I believe holding just in itself is a, like kind of like a lost art because, you know, most colleges, watch college, we watch college and NFL football and we see that one holder who gets it pretty much 99.9% .9 of the time. And it's like, okay, they got to be good. We don't think about all the high school teams, right? So no one's really putting in that practice anymore. And I think it's something like that's overlooked a little bit, like, you expect the kicker to get his results. But as you said, if I'm moving that golf ball six inches, when you're trying to swing at it, how effective can I be? And the kickers get the blame kind of like, you know, if a wide receiver tips the ball and they intercept it, everyone looks at the quarterback still. So it's, it's one of those things that kicker is the quarterback in that situation. And I believe, you know, the, the value of holding, like you said, I think every, first of all, every specialist should learn how to hold. That's that's it's you do a few reps on the sideline every day. You can get them in whenever you're not going to get winded. Um, it's a good skill to learn. Um, even 
I mean, to put it in terms for people who really aren't in the special teams world, like if you have a couple wide receivers that are close in the race to travel and one can hold, you're going to get your holder on the bus. You know what I mean? So that's the guy that travels. And um, it might be, you know, it's a matter of you're going to put in that work to get the holds down. And it's also a matter of you mentioned, which I really like that you mentioned earlier, it's ignorance, not in a sense of, you know, you're ignorant, but in a sense of you just don't know. Because a lot of people just don't know much about holding. They the, the best advice they can give is get it down. And, you know, I think it's rough. I think it's a, a rough era right now in the holding world um, that we need to get back and just put a little bit more focus on because it's showing all over the board um, at every level how important holding is. You know, you're only as good, yeah. at, you're, you're really only as good as your hold, like you said, and I, and I highly believe in that. And you're good as your hold, you're good as your snap, and there's no, there's no chance for error when it comes to holding. You have to be 100%. It's a position, one of three positions, you have to be 100%. And if you're 90%, that, that's a bad percentage to have. Well, I'll give you one. Dabo Sweeney's son at Clemson is their starting holder. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen his son. He's just not a very tall kid. He's he's not not a Division One dude, let's be honest, okay? But he's very athletic. He just doesn't fit the mold, especially at Clemson. He's starting at holding. You know, he created value for himself. He want, I, apparently he had a dream to play there, and he really legitimately is the best uh, on that on that roster. I asked Aiden Swanson, I'm like, how is he? He goes, he's fantastic. You know, that's what he does. He never messes up. So that's what you want in a holder. Mm-hmm. Another thing is I, I really think that for a kicker to know what he wants, he has to know how to hold, which is what you said. I mean, to learn how to hold is not – it doesn't mean Billy or, or Johnny it doesn't mean I want you to be the holder. And I used to take offense to it when I was told by coaches, why don't you hold? And I'm like, because I'm the kicker. And I think that was a very selfish way to see it because I think what they were trying to tell me was, well, if you know what you like, you know, you got to show the person who's doing it for you how to do that. Because it's very, as you mentioned, it's very precise here. We're talking about if we have a, a negative forward lean, um, if, the, if the ball is, you know, uh, yep. lean towards us and not lean towards a holder, we're really, really in dire straits. So um, it's over. It's oversight. It's ignorance, you know, and, and ignorance. I know it's a negative sounding word, but that's really all it is. It's just the lack of information that they're forming their opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, they're forming their opinion on something that they're just not informed on. So um, that's our job, though. Right. I mean, and it starts at the ground level, yeah. it starts grassroots like high school and 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 they love it. Like, I think receiver coaches and running back all these guys that coach if they're a true coach and they're passionate about learning something new that is a fantastic thing to just sit on and listen because everyone can coach how to how to give feedback on a good or bad spot let's start there right yeah yeah so move on so you are the at least start with the reps yeah yeah amen like we don't even get reps good we could go on on that for another i mean it's amazing to me that (laughs) some kids don't get 10 minutes 10 minutes to- yeah. total a week. Some kids don't get 10 minutes and, and then they expect them to go win a game on Friday after having no reps. Um, it's silly to say out loud, but it happens everywhere. And you know that yeah. um, So you're the current uh, STC for Clearwater Academy International. Yes. Um, I'd like you to talk briefly about what that is. Cause there's a lot of people not from Florida uh, and I, more importantly, what, not what, what it is, but what have you learned um, about yourself through coaching? Um, well, first, we're a uh, academy, uh, 
International Academy in Clearwater, Florida. Um, small school, about 300 kids, about 100 high school kids. Um, 50 of them are on the football team. So that could give you a, a little of visual of how we are. Um, last year, we had 18 seniors. We sent 13 Division One. A couple just played this weekend. Um, we won the SSI uh, state championship last year against IMGB. That, that was pretty fun. Um, and I mean, just to dive into what you said, what have I learned about coaching? The coaching staff there that I was able to join is just amazing. Um, from the top to the bottom, they're so knowledgeable. We have Jesse Chinchar. He's at the uh, head coach. He's just and coaches our quarterbacks. So much knowledge of football at all levels, um, recruiting, colleges, um, NCAA, just everything. We have Coach Rich, um, C CFL guy. Um, we got Tom Lenegrad, Texas wide receiver coach previously. So, I mean, for me, I would say that honestly, the biggest thing I would say is I learned how to be a coach. That's the first thing I would say, learn how to be a coach. Cause that's, that's, you know, anyone can teach somebody something, but to be a coach, that's different. Um, it takes like, how to get the best out of somebody because I can teach you something, but how can I get the best out of you? Um, but something also I learned, I mean, I would say is recovery and preparation. You see it, you know, you put these boys or your kickers through, you know, a week of work and you got to learn like, okay, what's best for them. And then you start, you know, kind of bring it into yourself. What should I do about recovery? How can I educate them? How can I prepare them the best they need to for this Friday? You know, so I really just learned how to kind of construct a work week on when you're kicking. What's the work day? What's a technique day? Are we going to do some drills today? Are we going to are we going to do some conditioning today? You got to condition as a kicker. Are you ready for the fourth quarter? So I'm really just learning a lot about everything. Um, how much special teams actually changes the game. How fourth down is so important. How a fourth down play can change the game anywhere from 70 to 85% just by making one of them. Like, it's ridiculous how much a punt block, a field goal block, a, a return, an onside recovery, all those things can flip the game in your, in your favor, 70 plus percent. So just learning how to execute those things as a coach is making me smarter as a football player myself. Um, and just it helps me think at it from a coaching standpoint, really, versus a football standpoint. It's just opened my mind to the whole game of football. Um, and I really suggest anybody playing football learn as much as you can about football, all three phases. You know, don't just be a special teams guy. You know, don't just be a kicker. Be knowledgeable about the game you're playing. I have, this is my 21st year coaching, and I'm only I'm only 40, as mentioned. So initially it was voluntary stuff it was really helping my parents friends kids you know learn how to do stuff mm -hmm. you know you know you were there yeah and that's I, how i started yeah i think that's how i really found out i liked it though you know and, and what i've learned as a coach and if i could have that question asked to me because i really liked it when we talked uh we were texting back and forth about what we wanted to cover tonight I think that I've realized more and more that there are so many parallels to life in football, like football. It's a microcosm of life that, you know, that's very cliche and it's a game of inches. It's another very cliche thing, but a good example is like the hidden yardage is, is one stat that people don't talk about a lot and punting, right? Like mm -hmm. net punting and like a, a one year Florida beat Bama for sec championship and, and the only stat line that really stood out when they looked at it after the fact, they're like, how did this happen? 
was it was a 220 or 230 yard swing in in yardage on on fourth down for Florida in the positive. That's two and a half possessions, you know, like that's it's crazy. And it was a, it was a very close game. But the, I think the point is, is like in life, like there are things that kind of creep up on you because you like let them go because you didn't think that that little thing was going to be important one day. And, and you know, things mm-hmm. like that, if you if you if you let yourself go personally, professionally, spiritually, all these things, um, it, it's going to affect your family and and and, li- and that's life. You know, so I think mm-hmm. account, accountability is huge. And the realization, as mentioned earlier, that you were going to fail miserably acquiring new skills or like you said, mm-hmm. like learning all three phases. Some people's egos, it takes them a very long time to put the ego aside and say, hey, I'm a neophyte in this subject matter, but you're good. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like going to clinics. I go as a student. I go as a presenter. I, I speak a couple sessions, but I'm the first guy in the first row eager as heck to take notes. And I had just spoken on something, but I know nothing about this. I want to learn this. And I think it's very important, you know, so I have one more, I know uh, this is probably longer than you expected, but I, I think mm-hmm. it's very important to, to talk about punting too. I think punting is a very rare skill set. You and I both know it. And I think people realize that um, anyone, anyone who goes to these kicking camp circuits, um, the big ones where there's hundreds and hundreds of kids there, if you go or you look at the data after the fact, um, there's usually about one good punter for every 15 to 25 good kickers in any given class. Um, so if you could talk to a kid that's just picking up punting, this 15, 16 year old that is obviously struggling because it's hard. Um, could you talk to him about some punting philosophies of getting through that initial stage and um, how it could really benefit him in the end if he does? Well, uh, first thing I'll say to that kid is thank you, because punting is a lost art. So thank you. Um, The biggest thing I teach pretty much with any of my specialists, and it's a lesson you see with a lot of high school specialists, is if you're going to be a perfectionist and you're going to look at the bad, you have to look at the good. So that's be the first thing I'll start out with is if you're having, you know, a day you don't feel like you're doing the best, keep going and look for what you're doing the right. Um, Something Aaron Perez told me. If you're kicking the ball straight, you're doing something right. Um, so I like to start there. Just work on the details and realize that when you're young, you you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else. The only person you should compare yourself to is you because you are still learning. Um, I'm 28. I'm still learning so much about kicking and punting that every day, like I feel like every day I make a breakthrough and I have to hold myself from kicking 200 footballs because I just want to keep going. Um, but what I would say is take it slowly, get the reps in, you know what they say about those 10,000 reps, get those reps in, get your drop. Your drop is, is, is your foundation. Don't let that arm get wacky. Work on your drop, get the reps in every day and, um, don't let it deter you. You know, if you're, if you're not hitting spirals like everybody else, or the ball is coming off the side of your foot, you're just beginning. Just let it happen. Let it happen. There's some people who never punt a football and they'll punt a spiral. And there's um, some people have been punting and they'll have an off day. Punting is one of those things. It's, it's very meticulous. It's, and I don't want to, I, I don't want to say this because I love kickers too, but you know, kicking that, that sweet spot, when you hit it, you can get a little bit, you know, you got to 
you got that wide field goal. But for punt, it's much more meticulous. So you have to be good to yourself mentally and physically. Be good to yourself with your drop and be good to yourself as in don't be so hard on yourself. You know, it's 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 going to come in time. Yeah, it. I'm, that's really good stuff. It's really good information because I think if they listen to that and realize that I'm doing something that it's road less traveled talk now, it's like, well, I, I've accepted that this is hard. And mm-hmm. if I keep reminding, if I keep reminding myself of that and, and have that glass half full mentality of, well, I know I did like a lot wrong, but do you know how much I did? Right. I mean, I was so close to being really right. But like you said, a meticulous thing, the most minimal minute thing could, could change everything, the course of everything. Right. And it does. That's putting. Um, so I love it. Um, I want to end on this. It, it, people, you know, if they want to reach out to you, is there a couple ways they, they could? Um, yeah. If you want to reach out to me about anything, look at your film, just talk kicking, whatever you want, man. Um, you can go to my Twitter at Coach Brian Ashley, or you can go to my Instagram, which is It's Brian with four N's. So it's literally It's Brian. Um, and yeah, you can reach me anytime. I watch film, answer any questions, holding, snapping, punting, kicking, or shoot, school, whatever you need, man. You just need a big brother, whatever, man. I'm here for you. I get it. Amen, man. That really means a lot. You know, we need a lot more people like you because I'm getting older and um, you're a little closer in age. You know, generations are about 15 years. So you're you're kind of a generation ahead, ahead or behind behind me. Um, so I think it's great that you're young and getting into it for real, because that's you're really going to start opening up now and seeing it from a different lens. You're getting to that age where you're an adult, man. What welcome, welcome to old beginning of old man life. You know, you, yep. you're not a, you're not a young dude anymore. You're a true adult. So thank you so much, Brian. It, it means a lot to me and everyone here at Fourth Down Focus that you were able to share this information. Um, it's stuff that I think that they'll benefit from on and off the field. And I'm forever grateful for stuff like that for my listeners. Please give us a five star rating, a review, subscribe to the show, share it with a friend. If you have questions suggestions for future topics or guests or if you just have feedback for the podcast you can reach me in several ways my website is fourthdownu.com and on social media you can find me at fourth down you that's four t-h-d-o-w-n-u thanks again for joining us at fourth down focus presented by bet online we'll see you next week with an exciting new guest and i hope uh the fall i guess i should say now the beginning of the fall transition is treating you very well and all things give thanks Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.